what chip on your shoulder do you have and, and what's that energy like for you to be on those sidelines and everyone's looking at you? I mean, you know, it's great. Um, the biggest thing is, is I've just tried to hold myself accountable to um, what my, my philosophies are and, and what I've studied. Um, I've studied the game tremendously and uh, being able to go out there and, and um, you know, live live through those late night film sessions that, you know, <laughs> I've had time and time again and, and um, just going out there and, and just trying to do my best, um, not for myself, but, but for the program and for the community. How long do you stay up watching watching game tape? You guys are on a game winning streak. Got a great supporting cast, and it looks like you're doing your due diligence based off this eight game win streak. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you know it's just constant studying. Um, you know, seeing what what we can do to improve. I think um, there's some things that we have to really hone in on before March, um, and and those are the things that I'm kind of looking at through film and and um, discussing with my coaching staff and and with the guys of what we need to do to improve. I think we need to play, you know, a little bit more consistently on the offensive end. Um, and, and defensively um, has, has kind of been the thing this year that, that we're looking to improve on um, come sectionals. What was it like at West Side? It was a, it was a close game. Um, what was it, 65-61? Yeah. You guys won. And, and the talk of the town was you, you kind of pressed that game. You press towards the end of the stretch. Yeah, yeah, and we, um, I think towards that like final five minute stretch, um, you know, we started to apply some pressure and, and we were getting some success out of it. But man, it's a testament to these guys, um, just just coaching them and, and seeing how resilient they are. Um, we've had some close games like that um, through the year. You know, even when we went down to the Huntington tournament. Um, being able to play through those stretches and, and understanding that this is a game of runs um, and, and staying true to yourself and staying true to, to the principles that, that we hold ourselves accountable to um, and seeing constant success through that has really allowed our guys to buy into that um, and, it, and it's been really special to see. Once again, guys, just to give you guys some context, we have East Chicago head boys basketball coach, Ala Maruri. Let me know if I pronounced it right. Yep. Okay, perfect. In the building. Um, and, and again, the the leadership of Dominique Murphy taking mm -hmm. on that catalyst role for your team, um, averaging almost a double-double, if not that he is. Talk about his leadership and some of the supporting cast to, you know, make this ship go. Yeah, man, Dominique, um, I, I've, I've kind of been around him since he was in seventh grade. Um, our first year at East Chicago um, as an assistant – just going down a block and watching him play and, and, and just seeing the motor that he carries. Um, he sort of um, really did everything he needed to do to set himself up for this moment. Um, he's taken full advantage of it. You know, along with the other guys, Yamari Wallace, Jamel Rich, you know, London Walker, Marquise, um, Winters, Keontae Bell, all those guys um, possess something similar, and that's just the passion. That they possess, they they all go out there and, and um, give it their all. They show resiliency, and they all possess a um, a special trait that they bring out on the floor. Um, like I said, staying true to yourself, and and that's what they've all done. Um, 
and have brought a lot of success for us. Well, Rob and I was talking, staying true to yourself, like that game against Portage, right? You won yeah. by one point. <laughs> um, the, the, the clip went viral, of yeah. course. Um, it was a great story. Whatever it takes to win. Yeah. What was going through your mind, though, in that situation um, with you on the road again at Portage? Because you, you had a lot of games where it was a dogfight. Yeah. And I've been in those circumstances where it's like, hey, here's the last quarter. The first three minutes, we're going to have to punch them in their mouth because yeah. basketball is a game of runs. So when you held the ball for as long as you did, what was going through your mind? And did anybody on your staff try to counter you not to do that? No, that was sort of a collective uh, decision, you know. Um, oh. Yeah, that, that was a collective decision. And we um, sort of that's something we, we kind of talked about at halftime. Um, you know, I obviously a little inside, <laughs> insider right. information. We, we didn't plan on doing that the whole quarter. Right. Um, it just happened to be that way. Um, and, you know, my hopes were that we came out in the fourth quarter you know, kind of ready to go because really that was an extended halftime, if you think about it. Right. Um, so kind of just standing there for, you know, eight minutes and then sitting down ten minutes at halftime, you know, you kind of just hope that that doesn't work against you. Right. Um, and in, in a way in the fourth quarter, Porter's played really well. Um, and obviously it came down to the last second shot. But the the biggest thing – that we took from that game and that we've taken from many games is we're finding different ways to win, mm -hmm. you know, um, trying to win in, in, in low scoring games, high scoring games, because, you know, I firmly believe in sectionals. Those games are won in the fifties, right? Sixties. Um, you rarely see, you know, 75, 80 point games. And, um, you know, you got to be able to sit down and, and win every possession come sectional. So just, just finding different ways to win um, and capitalizing on, on certain situations has, has been really well for us. Well, for one, you should be proud of yourself, though, just being able to, like, to navigate the, the head coaching role, um, getting constructive criticism because you're too young, mm -hmm. uh, the players not too far age removed. Everyone wants to be a head coach until it's time for them to come yep. up with the sideline out of bounds play, yep. and you're down three, right? Um, again, your record speaks for itself. One of my guys who does a phenomenal job, we got next hoops, Mario. Great guy. Um, he films a lot of our, our local kids and mm -hmm. you know, in his rankings, and he has you guys as number one team in the area. Wow. And, and you know, shout out to him. He's one of my good friends, and – um, yeah, he he does a lot for this region. Yeah. Um, you know, brings a lot of exposure for our guys. Um, not only our guys, but but all the region kids and and cuz obviously we don't, you know, kind of get the exposure that that right. you would get downstate and and he does a a phenomenal job of of showcasing our kids. So we really appreciate him. Absolutely and you know, that's a testament to you, your staff, the support group you have. But how did you feel when you were named the head coach of Chicago? What was going through your mind? If you could kind of rewind, man, it was. Surreal. And did you think you would? Did you think you would have the success you're having right now at 14 and four? Um, one thing, you know, obviously when I when I got the job, I was obviously pretty excited. Right. Um, but like I said, staying true to yourself and um, 
obviously knowing that there was going to be outside noise and kind of just try to cancel that out and um, stick to your philosophy and stick to all the, the time that you've put into it. Um, but understanding the responsibility, especially in East Chicago. Right. Um, it's a little bit Rich different. history. Yeah, a little bit different than, than other schools. Um, but, but the first thing that I wanted to establish was a connection with the community. Um, I feel like that's very important, especially not being from East Chicago, um, kind of learning the community, being an assistant there for some years, but didn't really tap into the community right. um, as you would as a head coach. So that's something that, that really I made a priority, um, wanted to lay down a foundation and, and set a, a clear um, image on, on what our culture will look like. Um, so it, it's 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 really been phenomenal. What was your message from the start of the season, right? And like one of my coaches in college, his name was Sean Woods. He's Chicago native. Yeah, Abe Brown knows him very well. Once I left DePaul, I went to Moorhead State in Kentucky, and we were favored to make a deep run in the postseason. And his thing was like, "Hey, preseason form, I I want to be in." you know, tip-top shape in the beginning of the season. When Once the season starts, I want to be in mid-season form. Mid-season form, I want to be in postseason form. Yep. And that was his mindset on that, and that's how he had us practice. What was your message to the team to kick things off to where you guys now are arguably one of the top teams in the area? Well, you know, kind of rewinding back to the spring um, at the conclusion of, of last season, um, we made it a priority that, that our summer – was going to be beneficial. Um, we we kind of went down in June and played a lot of summer league games, um, got a chance to spend a lot of time with each other, started formulating our staff. Um, and, and that was the foundation right there. I thought that that was the most important thing um, was to have a great summer and, and kind of carry into a great fall conditioning. Um, and, and like you said, just playing it, we, you know, we play it in quarters. You know, now is the time. Like you said, these are the dog days. Right. Um, we're practicing a lot more than we're playing. In December, we played, I think, 13 games. Right. You know, now we're playing one game every week, um, week and a couple days. So sticking to the process, um, I think that we've been process-based all year. Um, honing in on that process and not looking too far ahead. You know, just every day trying to win that day get 1% better. Um, so come sectionals time, you figured out how to win um, and you know what it takes to win. We have guys that are seasoned now. Right. You know, we got a junior class that have been making an impact since they were freshmen. Now they're coming in with experience. Um, obviously, Jamel Rich brings a, a ton of um, leadership. Right. You know, great characteristics on the floor. Um, great player. Um, and a guard who rebounds the ball at a high rate. Right. And that's been very effective for us, along with Keontae Bell. I mean, when you have guards, obviously you don't want to rely on your guards to um, take that, take that uh, lead role in rebounding. But when, when they chip in the way they do, it makes us much better. What game are you looking forward to? You have, uh, obviously, you got Lake Central, Kankakee, Bishop No, Morgan Township, and Griffith to. Uh kind of finished the remainder of the season how fast did this season just went by man i was i was thinking about that the other day uh it's it's crazy you know we're getting ready to go into february we're less than a month away from from what really counts 
Um, but, man, I'm looking forward to the Lake Central game. Um, I think that's going to be a great game. They're obviously very well coached. They've had a great year. Right. Um, and they, you know what? I got to hear in my notes, they're on the two-game losing streak, right? And when a coach goes through adversity in this team, you always got to be prepared to have that dialogue with one of your guys that don't give much minutes. No doubt. And it's really next man up. Yep. Things happen. You know, you've been complaining all year that you didn't get this playing time, but now you have it. What's your game plan going into uh, to face section and, you know, the Indians? You know, just play a disciplined uh, basketball game. Um, but also sticking to what we do, getting up and down the floor um, and just going out there and being resilient. Um, obviously, we'll be at home. Guys have always looked forward to this game. We've drew Lake Central, uh, I think, what, the last – Every year I've been at East Chicago, I think this is my fourth year now in total, we've drew Lake Central and sectionals. Um, so so the game, obviously every game means something, but this game may mean a little bit more right. for us. Obviously with it being a sectional opponent too and as tough as they are and the success that they've had, um, just kind of getting ready for that game and um, the ones that follow. You're at the tomorrow? You're at the uh, Maryville game versus oh, Lake yeah, Central. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And that's that's one thing I do. Um, a I lot of scouts everywhere, guys. Too for those <laughs> that don't know, like he puts a ton of work in when I'm filming. He's scouting his opponent. He's there sharp, just like the rest of us basketball junkies. And rather, it was a good basketball, or bad basketball. You could make sure coaches there scouting and preparing for his team. Yeah, and and that's one thing too. Like a lot of these games that that I've been attending. Um, with my staff, and, and that's one thing too. I mean, my our our, our coaching staff is is, is very tight knit, um, and we go to all these games together for the most part. Um, and a lot of these opponents that we go see are, are opponents that we've you know sort of already played, but they're sectional opponents. So you kind of want to see how they're progressing through the year, um, and seeing if they're doing anything, you know, that you haven't seen and. That's just a part of doing your due diligence. What other team stands out to you? And I'm going to have Rob chime in. We're going to talk sectionals, um, have an all-inclusive discussion, and just about hoops, really. But yeah. um, what other team has, has stood out to you so far that you enjoy watching, playing, or was like, okay, I could pick something from here? Because you obviously could learn from a lot of different oh, coaches no doubt. and, and no scouting doubt. reports and whatnot. But yeah, that's, that's... what's some of those teams out here? Um, oh, I think court disconnected. What's what's some teams around here that you enjoy watching for those that haven't seen any any ball clubs play? Man, uh, Maryville's really fun to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, Bo yeah. Bo been getting it out the mud, man. man. He's man. Uh, he went he had a winless season in conference last year and uh, kind of turned things around. Yeah, yeah. Now Maryville's Maryville's been real fun to watch, and and I talked to Bo, and uh, he's doing a phenomenal job over there. Um, their culture and and the way he's implemented it is mm -hmm. something that you know, I took from, um, like you said, you learn from, you know, your surrounding coaches in this area, not only in the area, but college hoops as well. Uh, big fan of college hoops, but yeah, Maryville, Maryville has been very successful this year. Um, obviously Valparaiso, you know, when you look at a kid like Jack Smiley, right. And Ben Linsky, man. Oh man. Positive. Yeah. Positive guy. Love man. his energy. Um, yeah, he's doing love a great, watch, love he, watching his team play. He's doing a great job over there, um, and and Jack is just so fun to watch because he always makes the right plays. Right. Um, I'm sure he could go out there and, and 
score 30 plus a game if, if he wanted to but you know the impact that he has um on that team he displays it every night you know those other guys you see how um enjoying it is for them to play with him right um so he he's doing some phenomenal things over there um then you know if you kind of dive into our sectional i I think west side has played some great basketball too um and they have they have a lot of talent over there um Derek collins reggie hinton um reggie when I, i worked the darius garland camp i think when he was in eighth grade I didn't know who he was, right? And and when I watched him, I said, "Wow, where where is he going?" Yeah, you know. So and and he's he's doing a phenomenal job. So there's there's some really good teams in the area, and I and I've said this, and I'm going to continue saying it. The region is strong. Um, the region is very strong this year, and and very well coached. And um, all of these different programs have really put in the work, and and it really really shows. So it's great for the region. Rob. Give me your take on uh, this upcoming sectionals. Obviously, it's early right now, but, hey, East Chicago only got four games. Wait, no, three, four. They have five games, right? And mm-hmm. f- whoever booked their schedule somehow got <laughs> four home games, and then the last one they go to Griffith. So um, it looks like they show Coach some love by going to Griffith for his homecoming game oh, at, at Griffith. <laughs> but uh, talk to me about the sectionals and, you know, who's all in the sectionals, and I'm going to give my opinion and – I'm going to see uh, what coach coach thinks here while we have all-inclusive discussion. Yeah, well, when you look at that sectional right there in 4A, you could argue that this might actually be the best sectional in the entire state. I agree. You know, there, there's just there's dogs everywhere on the court, and you have fantastic coaches. I mean, people have talked this year um, about how, you know, this isn't the same Bunster team as we've seen in the past, but you still got to go against Hackett. Right there on the court. That's someone you don't want to run into when it comes sectional time. You just played played West Side. You got Lake Central coming up next week. You know, it's getting getting you ready for sectional time. So no what do you, what, what are you expecting in this sectional and you know, how do you get your players ready for this dog fight that's coming in the playoffs? Yeah, you took the word dog fight. That's what it's gonna be. Um and you, you really have to have some mental fortitude to participate in this sectional. Like you said, I think it's the toughest sectional in the state um i think that obviously that lawrence north sectional is pretty uh is up there too but no it, it we're we're expecting a dog fight um there's a lot of great teams like you said munster um i went and watched them against against valparaiso and i think the the biggest thing about munster is is you know what to expect they're going to come in sectionals very prepared um Obviously, Coach Hackett's going to have him ready. And, uh, you know, we just expect to go out there and, and um, you know, fight and show some resilience. Where, where's Urban? What, what sectional is he in? That's the uh, – I don't know what the sectional number is, but that's with Chesterton. I, I wouldn't want to play. One thing that I, I learned for the underdogs who's struggling during season time is you don't want to play guys that always scout, right? Yeah. And they And they can – Turn it around when postseason comes. Yeah, and what I've le- I mean, I've learned a lot from what Coach Urban does over there, um, and they're they're progressing heavily right now, and they're peaking at the right time. Obviously, they have a young group um, around around Parrish and Sims, but those guys are playing really well. Um, they played a great game against Lake Central, 
um, and and did some things where where you see a ton of growth. So Rob, who you got coming out the sectionals? I'm gonna put Coach Ila on the spot. Who do you have <laughs> coming out on sectionals? I think a lot for me determining it is gonna see how the how this game goes on February 6th because I'm really excited to see that matchup. Even yeah. I just looked at my schedule, I don't have to work a game, so I'm probably gonna be there in attendance to look at it. But I'm looking at all these teams. You mentioned Maryville every year. You know they they got a really good squad. West Side EC. Elsie, I don't want to go against Hackett, and then you got Morton in. It's a it's a yeah. hard one to go against. Well, if they're but if Maryville is on one side and East Chicago's on the other side, is Valpo in this? No. no. Okay, so without my biased approach with Jack Smiley and Valpo, I will have East Chicago and Maryville in the sectionals because I know they can't play during the season, right? Maryville and East Chicago. Oh no, we played. You guys played? Yeah, we played. So we I have them Maryville. in the sectionals championship, uh, Rob. I, I, I really I like that matchup. I mean, when you, when you think about what could end up happening, because they, they haven't had the, the – when do you know when the draw is? Uh, February 18th, I think, is if that's a Sunday. Put in my notes, February yeah. 18th. So right there, that first-round bye is going to be one of the big things to keep the eye on of yeah. who's going to end up – you know, who, who who's going to get there, who, who you get drawn up against. And uh, that's one thing that's – Though that's a very good, it's a very good pro and a very big con in Indiana playoffs is there's no seating, yeah. but you can get anybody. You know you can you can have a nice walk to the championship or you're gonna get dogs in every single match. Yeah. But um, I, I would look at it and I think that you guys have uh, at East Chicago, if if not the best, at the top two player in the in the sectional right there. So when you have some of the best players you could have right there, and you're on your home court, that's huge. That, yeah, that's, that's going to it's at East Chicago. Yep. Oh man, we gotta see who those refs are. <laughs> For the most part, oh, that home man. court advantage is everything. Marvin used to, so we lost to Morgan Township, right? We lost to Morgan Township at Bowman, and we screwed that game up. And I remember it oh, was um, Brandon Grubby, right? That kid is coaching at Crown Point right now. Grubby, that that was his last name, and Morgan Township beat us at Bowman, and it was probably one of the the worst upsets ever in Bowman history. Where wow. I remember how that feel because they came in our gym, they cut down our nets. Oh man! <laughs> they they circled around. I remember like it was yesterday, because it it still hurts to this day. And having home court advantage is everything you can want. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing. Um, obviously, you want to be able to capitalize being on your home court. Um, but not only that, I, I think it's a little bit deeper and bigger than that. Like. You know, being able to win a sectional at home is going to be very special for our community. Right. Um, and like, I mean, like I said, that's that's what our community looks forward to. So you um, have, so we have, let's say we have East Chicago coming out of sectionals. Who do you have coming out of the other sectionals in our community? Man, that's tough. Um, you know, I think Chester is playing really well right now, and that other sectional Portage is playing really well. Um, that's that's a great supporting Valpo. answer to Allah on Portage because Portage's been struggling. <laughs> Man, Every, but, but everyone knows Portage's been struggling. I'm about to look up their schedule right now. Yeah, but but they're they're going to be ready. Um, Valpo, Portage, Chesterton. That's that's a tough sectional. That's a very very tough sectional. Um, I think Bishop Knoll is playing really well this year. They they got a very solid team and they're very well coached. Shout out to guy Coach Dotson. 
Right. Um, Dotson's a great guy. Yep. Childhood friend of mine. We used to play baseball together. Oh yeah. 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 So they're uh, they're they're playing really well. Twenty um, first century is also playing well right now. Right. Um, that was that was a dog fight. You know, and and just kind of circling back to, not to revert from the question, but um, Morton. Like I don't think I think Morton's a very tough draw in our sectional. Um, if you could talk about their team, I haven't got a chance to see them much, but if you could kind of break down, you know, why Morton and, you know, the momentum they're going to have, um, you know, once sectionals, you, you think? Yeah. No, I mean, they they definitely, you know, before we matched up with them, I thought that, that we sort of had the most size in the area. But, but when we matched up with them, they, they got size, athleticism, length, um, and talent. But one thing that they do is they, they play really, really hard. Um, they came out honestly and hit us in the mouth, um, and it was a dogfight the whole game. So that's going to be a very tough out for anybody who draws draws Morden. So, so so who do you have coming out of uh, the other sectionals? You would say, um, I, man, I don't know. That's well, Rob, who do you have coming out tough. the other sectionals? I think it's got to be either Chesterton or Valpo. Um, as you know, we we've mentioned quite a few times on the pod about your boy Jack Smiley. Um, he he's a he's a great player to watch. Uh, as, as you also said, coach, he you know he just know he he always makes the right play uh, when he's got the ball in his hands. Yep. So I, I think that's someone you really want uh, on your side when it comes playoff time. No, but no. I think I think I think Chesterton's right up there too. Um, you know, they're only a couple years away from when they uh, when they were just at the state championship. Yeah. Uh, so they got a really nice program over there, and um, you know we you mentioned Portage um, getting that big win against Lake Central. Um, you know, that could be something for your uh, you know but, boosting but, up what you needed. But they also missed three players. They too. did. They did. They, they I missed will give three that. of their starters too. But we they, you know that that could help you a little bit, give you a little bit more motivation when the time comes. Uh, I know they're not in that sectional, but you know just having that kind of like, hey, we be, we we knocked off an undefeated team in the state. I think that's something that could really help you. But I wanted to mention something you said about Morton as well. Um, with Morton here, you know, on the uh, Jed TV network, we see a lot of their games. But I, their their record doesn't really say who they are either. No. A lot of their games are <laughs> within single digits other than one or two in their yeah. losses. But what I've noticed when I've seen them play, it's really as their defense goes, they go. If their defense isn't on it right away, then it's going to end up getting a little rough for the for the game. But when they're getting on the on the fast break, and as you already mentioned, they got the size, they got some high flyers over yeah. there on the team as well. So I think they're a team that, as you said, could be uh, a very tough draw in the sectional. Yeah, and they they like you said, they play above the rim, you know, every possession. Um, so that's that's a team where you sort of have have to outmatch their physicality as physical and, and lengthy and athletic as they are. Um, I think that's what makes them a tough out. Um, but but going back to Valparaiso, I, I you know I, I sort of have to agree with you, Jack Smiley. Um, I don't think there's a way you can take him out of the game. Um, you know from what I've seen this year, you know if you get him off the ball, he's still going to make the right plays, always going to make the right reads. So um, he makes his team go. I I saw um, Lake Central because obviously Smiley was having a great outing right yeah. but i know ryan sexton's defense um phenomenal this this everyone was hands-on right before the adversity and i wanted to see how jack maturity was against 
Elsie's crowd was into it. They had their yeah. student section. They had the fans there. It was it was a nice nice crowd, and I was there. Um, Andrew Garcia from WJOB was yeah. there. Um, we got next hoops was there, and great atmosphere for basketball. But I wanted to see Jack's maturity, and was he going to let Lake Central speed him up? The first quarter, obviously things didn't go in his favor, yeah. but he still let the offense flow and come mm-hmm. to him and get his guys like K.J. Avery involved. And then another kid who's a lefty um, who scored 30 points Caden. Like, yeah, yes, Caden. against Maryville. And so I saw the maturity and the growth. No doubt. Against Lake Central, who is, is well-structured, well-disciplined, and they swarm on defense. So it was great to see Jack in that element, but it was also great for our region to see, like, and I saw this on the internet um, from someone, and I do believe that anybody could be beaten in our area at any given evening, yeah. depending yeah. on wh- what team shows up. No doubt, no doubt. And and like you said, uh, you know those first three quarters, you made the right reads. That fourth quarter came around, and right, and and he really took off. He so. went on like a seven seven score spurt. Yeah, right. He had a, Rob. He had a four point play, but before that, he had a tough pull up. Yeah. Once he crossed half court, um, then he penetrated, got into the paint, body contact, scored, and then he hit a four-point play. Yeah, all special. all under two minutes, and, you know, kudos to him, but to also remain humble with getting his guys involved. Yeah, and, and he, like you said, I mean, I think he's everything a college coach looks for um, as a player um, and especially as a point guard. Um, so he, he, he has a very, very bright future. Does he play with, he plays with Indy Heat, right? Yeah, he plays, um, in the Indy Heat Jim Rats program nice. on the UIBL side of things. And, um, you know, he had his fair challenges, right? Yeah. Um, being on that atmosphere and playing against high level talent where he has a chip on his shoulder, no right? Doubt. He has a lot to prove to people just like we all do in certain areas of our lives. And, yep. um, it's nice to see Jack remain in our community yeah. um, to compete against the guys because it also helps, let's say, your guard or a guard who's uh, in the 2026 class. Like, hey, if you want to play at the level Jack is, that's who you're going to have to go up against. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's a great motivation. And um, I always love talking hoops with you too, Coach. Oh, no doubt. And, no doubt. Uh, and obviously Rob. I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Coach John Dotson who just uh, won 40 games, 40 Man. ball games. Yeah. So shout out to him, Rob. Did you know that? I didn't. Uh, I didn't. You know, I, Rob's a Bishop Noah alum. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that that's that's the game I'm looking forward to as well. Um, me, there me, we go. Me, yeah, me and Coach Dotson, we've we've talked about that so many times. Um, that's going to be our homecoming week as well. Really? We're doing a homecoming week for basketball this year. Um, I think that may be one of the first. Let me pull up Bishop Noah schedule real quick because we got about seven minutes left. I do remember though, back when I when I was in high school, it was the the EC and Knoll games were always they they were always great games. It didn't matter if EC, you know, I I, I was in high school when it was the higher end Damian and Jermaine days, Man. and I remember we would go against them, but it was always a good game no matter what. And uh, so I know that one's going to be uh, really exciting. And you said it's at EC this year, right? Yeah, and it, and it was it was a really big game last year. Um, I think we were down by twenty in the or nineteen in the third quarter. Um, kind of fought back and won it at the end. So that that's going to bring a certain level of momentum into this year's matchup. You know what, Rob, a guy I want to give a shout-out to is Coach Chris Woods. Oh, yeah. Um, he Man. was my trainer before I would go pro and I would work out upstairs at East Chicago. 
and Woods was a grinder. I, I, I played for his cousin, which was Sean Woods in college. Yeah. And just a grinder. So I want to give a special shout-out to Let's Go, Chris Woods, uh, one of my favorite human beings. And before training was an actual thing, Chris Woods was doing it from the get-go. And um, he, I, he got me prepared for college and to be a, a really successful overseas pro, and he's one of my favorite human beings. Yeah, no, Coach, uh, I, I met Chris Woods in, in the summertime um, when we went down to Charlie Hughes, um, and, and they have a lot of good things to say about Coach Woods. He was a grinder yeah. um, from what I hear and, and uh, you know, has a great perspective on the game. How was it working out up there, upstairs? You know what? <laughs> at, at the time, like, I didn't grow up in the, uh, like, the, the film era. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, hey – Hey, I'm I'm here at home. I'm trying to get a workout in. Yeah. And Woods would be like, "Let me check my schedule. Let's go. Let's get it in." And we would just used to get it in up top on those courts. A lot of transition drills, a lot of defense drills that led into offense. Because obviously, when you're working out individually, Woods was like, "Hey, you still got to make a defensive impact no at doubt. the college basketball um, level, and also being a pro." So we'll do like defensive slides, going into the jump shot, making five to seven in a row. But having a great rhythm, yeah, and then I think a lot of kids don't necessarily when they work out, it has to translate into the game, and you can't really just you know coast while going through your workouts. Yeah, and that's something Woods emphasized, and that's why I remember to this day. And when I first started podcasting, he was a guest, and I interviewed him in Indianapolis, and you know to this day I remember how our workouts were just so intense in East Chicago, and we used to have those breakfast clubs too. Yeah, yeah, we started those up as yeah. well. And one thing that we took from him, um, one thing that he used to emphasize, because my coaching staff, they're all alums um, from East Chicago, and they all played for Woods. Right. Um, and one thing he used to emphasize is 40 rebound games. You right. Know, you get 40 rebounds, you have a great chance to win. So that's something that we've sort of taken and, and, and we've kind of ran with it. Um, so, no, he, he, he brings a great perspective on the game. Woods was uh, another milestone that I carry to this day was when we used to work out, and, and, I, and I heard his story, right, mm-hmm. Division One player. He went to Weber State, and he said in the open gym when he dove for the floor and he got that scholarship in front of the coach. Yep, I've heard right? that story. And so that, and that's a testament to who he is and the way he grinds if – for kids that think like, hey, I have to score 30 to earn a scholarship, yeah. like most colleges already have a score on their team. Mm-hmm. So we need someone that, to be a lockdown defender, an everyday locker room guy, and a guy that's just going to buy into our system. Yeah, You can earn a scholarship by just knowing the offense and being a vocal leader in the locker room and also contributing when it's your jersey's called. So that's why when Lake Central is going through that adversity, the next man up needs to be ready to play. And, yeah, no uh, doubt. And that's why I really I love what we do, and that's why I wanted you to come on and just to obviously the community get a better pulse of you. Yeah. But, hey, you're on an eight-game winning streak, and you should be very proud of yourself. Man, I appreciate it. And that's a testament to these guys, man. And like I said, we've um, grown very close as a group, as a program. Um, you know, we went to that Huntington North tournament. I thought that was big from a team bonding perspective, and that's something we'll continue to do. That's something we're going to do in the summertime, you know, maybe try to get into that uh, – Last year we did um, Purdue, Charlie Hughes, and, and the Chester and League, but I think we're going to try to add that to Paul Summer League and then, uh, you know, st- starting to plan a uh, a trip out of state with these guys in June. So that that's that's I remember planning to Paul when I committed 
to DePaul and mm-hmm. we played where what's that field house in Chicago? Um, I forgot. Joy not Joy of the Game. It's another one in uh-huh. like out south. Um but anyways I, I remember going to that team camp and that was one thing that I took away from Marvin was we went to a lot of team camps in June. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people was like, man, you guys are just on the road. But that summer June that you have to spend time, it's no way you just lock in with your school with something. Those moments that you are with your teammates on the yeah. bus and it's hot. Man. We had the yellow bus, no AC. <laughs> but the bond that we had um, still lasts to this day because I could talk about a lot of stories um, traveling to Indiana State. Um, what was it? Indiana State, Ball State, Purdue. So we did every college um, school in Indiana wow. during June. Yeah, and you know, going back to uh, you know the Bowman days for you, um, my JV coach Joakim Smith. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he he used to hack. He was a big <laughs> hack. Hey, Rob, Joakim Smith was a big hack, but I have much respect for him because he's one of the guys and I always show Bowman and myself a lot of love. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a grinder. Trying, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And he's, a, I mean. Man, if you talk about somebody watching film, right? Anytime I call him, what are you doing? Just no, watch a film. <laughs> yes, that's dope. So, um, and and he's somebody like, you know, we can relate in that area. He's he's a workhorse. Um, he really studies the game, and 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 he wants to do it at a high level. So when you when you have that common um, perspective between your coaching staff, obviously we all bring different perspectives to the game. But one thing that we all um, pride ourselves on his work right um so that that's proven to be very successful for us rob anything before we wrap up uh nothing uh nothing else too much uh and jessica carruthers who's uh oh yeah who's from the region had had 44 Man, points 44 44 nine and nine wow. 44 nine and nine shout out to her um who was against rob uh, trinity, trinity christian yeah. uh, and and we're not saying uh 40 like you know nine rebounds nine assists is Nine steals. Wow. That's that's uh, huge. Yeah, yeah. She's she's um brought a lot of exposure to the region coming back. Right. Um it's a testament to what she's doing. So And it's a testament to you. Again, I'm happy that you pulled up. Um shout out to Coach A. Brown, one of my favorite human beings. Also that whole East Chicago community used to embrace me when I was in high school. And that was like a I felt as if I went to East Chicago because obviously the Hispanic pride there, a lot of the Moreros is uh, within the community still, and I used to go to the Boys and Girls Club in the harbor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I used to play bumper pool there um, and just be with the guys in the harbor. So it was like my second home, but I, I played at Bowman. But um, Yeah, they, they um, you know, Coach Brown and uh, Coach Gordon, huge shout-out to him. That's That's been my biggest mentor. He brought me into the game, um, started coaching with him at uh, Griffith, played for him at Griffith, and then uh, started coaching. So he's – you know, having that that support in the building has been huge. Uh, going into my first year of teaching as well, um, February sixth, Lake Central. We're also going to do a youth night, um, so all our elementary kids will be out. It'll be a good game, great environment, um, and I think two pretty successful programs going at it. Well, there we have it, um, Rob. Appreciate you as always, and uh, we got postseason. Around the corner, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch some hoops and yes, sir. talk basketball and uh, keep this thing going. And until next time, guys, appreciate you all for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe and leave a review if you like to pass for the first time in the last listeners.